Being a Christian woman and walking in God's calling for our lives can be a difficult task. With the world and pop culture telling us to be one way, and the Bible saying another, you kind of end up feeling like an other. Well, you're not alone. Join me now and my friends as we navigate life in our 20s and 30s, while making sure we live out our faith, embrace our femininity, and looking cute. We discuss pop culture, life, careers, relationships, and so much more. Prepare to be entertained and educated. I know you're going to love it. Join our movement and embrace being another girl. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Savannah. And this is a pop culture podcast that's not like other pop culture podcasts. I'm still trying to figure out a new slogan, um, but before we were changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Um, I'm really excited for this episode. This Welcome to our second TCAP of the year. We have some very interesting stories um, to talk about. Honestly, the things that everyone that's on everyone's mind right now is kind of what we'll be discussing um but if you're new to this podcast and you're like oh what is this this is a pop culture podcast like we're talking about all the things we have very insightful opinions and we're funny that's just like another great thing about us um but we are going to bring kind of like a christian flair to it so our opinion on something might be a little different than what you're used to but don't leave go ahead and give us the five stars and keep listening so um it's called Mallory and Friends because I have my friends come on and we talk about different topics. We do interviews and we do these tea caps. My friend Savannah is on and she, this is her first time this year because it's the second episode of the year. Savannah, has anything um, new happened since you were last on? You know, I don't, I don't know, Mallory. <laughs> it's been kind of a chill year, 2023. Not really much happened for me. Kind of just living my life. No, just kidding. I uh, got married. Well, I got, I started dating. I got married or I got engaged. I got married and I got pregnant in 2023. So 2023 was definitely a year for the bugs. I mean, if, you know, people are always talking about like, oh, looking back at this time of my life last year like so much has changed and like that couldn't be more true for me this year but it's all good it's all so wonderful I can just say like I people are like how is it being married because I'm one of my first I've I'm one of the first friends to get married so my best friend actually she got married at the beginning of this year um but no one else in my friend group really is married which is something that I didn't really think about like I just I don't know a lot of people are dating, a couple people are engaged, but I'm the first one to be married. And so they've asked, you know, like, how is it being married? And it's honestly so amazing. It's so different. It's so different than dating. It's so different than being engaged. And obviously, like in the Catholic Church, marriage is a sacrament. So that means you get like an abundance of graces being married. Um, And that, you know, I was asking my husband, I was like, I was like, does it just feel, is it just me or is it just so different being married? You know, I just feel like we love each other so much more. Like, it's true. Like, we're, you know, we're devoted to each other for the rest of our life. And he was like, no, you're, you're totally right. He was like, and it's because of the grace that we got, you know, and the fact that like, this is something that bonds you to another person for life. And neither of us have ever, you know, had that. Neither of us have ever had that. So 
being married is wonderful. Being pregnant is very difficult, much more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, I think it's just, it depends on the person, but uh, my mom had like pretty, like amazing pregnancies, but she was also like incredibly healthy. Like I try to be, I try to do all the natural stuff. I try to be healthy. She was like healthy to the max. She exercised a ton and I'm not great at that. Like I'm not, I'm not great at doing that regularly. And so this pregnancy has definitely been difficult in regards to like sickness, just like feeling gross, but it's also it's also amazing. Like it's amazing that every day it's not just me doing my things. You know, it's me and another person. Like there's another person that is absolutely dependent on me, not just for the first nine months, but for the first couple years of their life. So that's a little update on my life. <laughs> so when did you meet your husband? In February of last year. Okay. Wow. So like, it's just crazy because you know, we met and we knew pretty soon we were going to get married. We knew, I think both of us have talked about it and come to the consensus that both of us knew pretty much within the first month that we were going to get married to each other. Oh, wow. Which for some people, like for some people, they would say, um, that's like, that's not a good decision. You know, you, you need to take more time. Uh, and we did take more time. Like we didn't get engaged. So we we're dating for like seven months, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, and Mallory's still like, oh my gosh, that's so soon. But I seriously think that, you know, our world likes to complicate marriage. It likes to complicate a lot of things, but it likes to complicate uh, marriage in particular because uh, because our society is not focused on families, you know? They're trying yeah. to really, as much as possible, dissuade people from getting married because, you know, it's a culture of death. It's a culture that doesn't that doesn't like children. And so why would they want you to get married if they don't want children? You know, they know that that's pretty much a natural outcome of marriage. And so I think that there's a lot of things in our society that is kind that are kind of overcomplicated. And, you know, marriage is the devotion of two people to each other for life. And the, this devotion is to lead each other to heaven, right? And if you have two people that are and it, it's rare, it's rare for you to find this so quick. But if you have two people that are just completely open and honest with each other, love each other so much and have the same goals in life, then why wait? So that's, that's just kind of my perspective. So we started dating in February, at the end of February, beginning of March. Um, well, you know, actually, okay, I think I met him in January, but we started dating at the end of February, beginning of March. And then we dated throughout the spring, throughout the summer, uh, and then into the fall. And then we got engaged in fall and we got married in December, which was beautiful. Um, I loved having a Christmas wedding. It was so stressful planning a Christmas wedding because it was around the holidays and everything was going on. But like in retrospect, it was so beautiful because it's like everyone's just in such a festive spirit already that your wedding is just even more beautiful, so. Yeah. Oh, Well, my parents had a, a December wedding, too. Theirs is December 12th. And oh, my nice. mom said she wouldn't change it for a thing. She mm -hmm. loved having a, a Christmas wedding. Also, I've heard, like, the two opinions. I've heard people say, like, there's, there's, like, two months of the year that people are like, don't get married. Like, I don't remember what the other one is. Maybe July, maybe, like, the middle of the summer. But they're like, like, December, like, it, it's overwhelming. Like, it's during oh, the really? holidays. But... I don't know. I like my life is not stress free and I like doing things like big, you know, and like, yeah. I don't know, crazy. But um, 
I think it was a great choice for us. But, you know, if someone, for someone who's already stressed about your wedding, like, maybe don't do it in December. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it, I mean, you looked absolutely beautiful. It looked like Thank it was a you. fun time. And I want to comment on what you said about the um, getting engaged within seven months. I have a friend who, she might be listening, shout out to Kiara. I have a friend who met, because we all met at, in a Bible study together, met got engaged and got married to someone within six months so and they're still together she just had her third baby they're still together Mm -hmm. i think that i I agree with what you said like if it's for sure like you know for a fact why wait i i do think sometimes like i don't know if you're a christian i definitely don't see the point of like wait if you know for a fact Mm-hmm. I don't see the point of dating. There are times where I'm kind of like, uh, like practically speaking, I don't know if I, I think I could get married within the year. Mm-hmm. I think you guys did fine. Like the February to December, I think that's fine. The six months is the like that's a little fast because I think I'd just be a little nervous. Yeah, especially like you know you got to do premarital eventually. So yes. like, yes, you know when do, within the six months when do you start your premarital? Yeah. But you know, so there's one there's a thing that I will say to that because. Because I also, like, have a very strong opinion and, you know, sometimes it's a little bit confusing when I'm talking about it. But so I also am, like, super, super against getting married just because you want to be married. And I know so many people who, unfortunately, that happens to so many Christians and Catholics particularly because there's, there's, like, there's, like, so there's, like, you know, little cultures inside of, like, you know, communities. And I think yeah. that inside of the Catholic, especially like traditional, more traditional Catholic or traditional Christian communities is, you know, get married either right out of college or right out of high school, even, you know, get married like right away for young women in particular. And there's that pressure to get married before, before you do anything with your life. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I've seen that with a lot of people. And unfortunately, what that leads to is that the first person that ever really shows interest in you or that you ever show interest in, you get married to. And I'm sorry, but I just don't, I don't think that the saying that like, you know, a a Catholic who marries a Catholic is going to have a good marriage or a Christian who marries a Christian is going to have a good marriage. I don't think it works like that. I think there's a lot more to it. You know, I think that there's like physical chemistry matters a lot. Interest, like shared interests matter a lot. Shared beliefs obviously matter a lot. Um, And so I think that this like, there's, there's got to be a balance because where I was in life and where Cam was in life was we were both like, I can say this honestly, and none of, (laughs) none of even my close friends would disagree with me. We were both very happily single like we were both very very happily single and could have stayed that way for a couple years you know and that was very important because we were we both were like uh you know we were finding fulfillment from other things in our lives we loved our jobs we had very like fast-paced social lives and when we talked about it because i was like it's interesting because you know i was I was happy before I met you, you know? And he said the same thing. Like, I was happy before. Like, it's not like you made me happy. It's that we fulfilled each other, you know? We fulfilled each other and we made our each other's lives better. So I think, like, advice to anyone who's like, like, oh my gosh, like, that's so cool. Like, I want to get married in, like, a short time span, you know? Like, I want to be married now. Like, that should not be the goal. It should not be the goal to be married in a short time span. It should be the goal to be content with yourself and be content with God and then 
find a husband, you know, <laughs> or find a wife. Like it should not be the goal to like, just get married. My goal was never to like, just get married. Obviously I wanted to have a family, but I wanted to do it within to God's time. And God's timing for me just happened to be very short. So that's, I, I think that's kind of like a better, like long way of saying it. Like I'm not, I don't advocate, I don't say like the minute you, um, you get in a relationship with someone, you should get married. It just, it, we were also, both of us had great jobs and we we're like financially stable. Like there were a lot of things that just kind of worked perfectly. And we just met at the perfect time in order to do that. If we had met two years ago, I don't think we would have gotten married in such a short time frame. You know what I mean? Okay, sorry. I think it's kind of for a teensy second. But okay. from what I heard, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. And I want to say also, too, um, you're right about, especially, like, down here in the South mm-hmm. um, and just in the Southern Christian community, Every I'm the only person, except for one, I have one friend group where we're all single. Out okay. of that friend group, everyone else I know is married and mm-hmm. a lot of them have mm-hmm. kids. So, right. like, there is this pressure to just meet someone like hurry up and meet someone hurry up and meet someone mm-hmm. and who you marry is aside from um accepting jesus as your savior is the most important decision mm-hmm. that you'll ever make so you mm-hmm. should not take it lightly not i at think all. that because of like all the pressures and stuff people do i think you're right on that people take it mm-hmm. well i just gotta marry whoever and it's like that's not important I'm sorry. It is too important to do that. It's too right, important. Exactly. This is also the father of for girls, the father exactly. of your children, and you don't want a bum. You don't want someone. Not new. at all. Yeah, yeah, like it's so like this is a big decision, and I I agree. Like we cannot, um, you can't just make it willy nilly just because you really really all. want to be married. And the other thing I want to say, um you said oh about contentment i do think that's really important and i know people hate to hear that i know i i used to hate to hear that too but i wasn't content that's why i hated it like now mm-hmm. i'm very content like i mm-hmm. it is what it is is kind of where i'm at like i mm-hmm. know what god has called me to do i'm just focusing on that and if someone comes along they come along if they don't then i still know i'm giving god glory blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so my point though is like it's really important to get to a place like that I don't want to say that because when you get there, that's when you'll meet someone. Because that's not true. I know people no, who are desperate. No, no, because I was there for like for like two years. You know, like I like it wasn't it wasn't that I was that I got that's there and then it's like that. and then it's like and then it's like you meet someone immediately. No, like God has called you to do certain things while you're single. Like being single is a vocation in and of itself, and I fully believe that. And I fully believe that if I had been in a relationship when I was 18, I would not have been able to accomplish the things that I think that God called me to accomplish. So I like, I admire, I admire people so much who are single and content because it's so hard and it's so rare. And I would say it's harder, it's harder than getting married. I mean, I don't know that it's harder than being married for 10 years, right? Because I haven't, but it is harder because, because we're, as humans, we naturally want that love and we want that affection Mm -hmm. and it is a sacrifice to, to you know, just like do what God is calling you to do and be alone in doing it. And that's like one of the most beautiful things ever. Yeah. No, you're so right. Like if, cause I think people think, oh yeah, I'll be content. And then, you know, next week God will send that man. No, that, I mean, that could happen, but right. that might not be it. So you shouldn't be content so that you can meet someone. You should be content mm-hmm. because that is what God has called you to do. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like we're not in charge. Like, God's timing is perfect. 
if we mm-hmm, can make exactly. the decisions ourselves, I'm sure 95% of us talking right now that are listening or 5% of us listening would be married and we can make the decision ourselves. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. God's timing is so much better. And that's what's more important. That's what the most important thing. And one exactly. last thing I want to say about that too is I think it's so important to be busy. And I don't mean in like the be a busy body. Like I mean, like be busy and like doing things, being, uh, and that's one thing like I, this past year for myself, I have moved more into contentness. Now, obviously I have some days where I'm like, dang, this battle, this struggle will be nice to go through with somebody. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I, for I'll say 99.9% of the time, I, I am pretty content. And what has helped is like, I have kept myself busy with good friendships. Like even mm-hmm. my friends that um are married and have kids, I do try to keep up with them. Like, I try to still be in their life, like having good friendships. And then another thing is like having something that you're interested in. For example, this podcast, you know, this isn't my full-time job right now. So this isn't like, um, this is, I wouldn't say it's a hobby because I take it very seriously, but for lack of a better word, it's more of a hobby. It keeps me, mm-hmm. I have to do research. Like the topics we're talking about today, I had to look them up. Just And I feel as if this is a calling in the sense of having this conversation. Like this is giving it's giving me life like this is you have to be involved in things like that you can't just sit at home upset that you're single scrolling looking at everybody else's relationships like um I was talking to a friend about this um she was you know we were being very candid and I was being very honest with her I said so she used to send me I mean almost every day just different relationship stuff and like different prayers and things like that and I was like you know personally like I had to unfollow like sometimes I had to unfollow like really big mom accounts or like really big marriage mm-hmm. accounts I love the LeBrant I can't follow them mm-hmm. and the, I, there's nothing wrong with that I sometimes you just can sometimes you can't um I had to unfollow because it just wasn't making me feel good about myself so like, even if you and she was like well you know it's kind of encouraging I'm like is if you finish scrolling or if you get off someone's page and you start crying is it really encouraging you like that's that's where I was like I was at a place about two three years ago where like I would look at different people and there were some Christians who had and they weren't doing this intentionally like this is just it's just where I was they would post about their life and all these things and like I would leave just so sad like oh I want this so bad I'm just so sad you know yeah so then it's no longer helpful for you so you got to get off of that stuff you got to you really have to find something that like figure out what God has called you to do and just do that. Like that's what you should be focusing on. That's where you should put all your attention on. Oh, for sure. And then when the person comes along, like um Sav and Cam, when you when the person comes along, you already have your foundation, you already have other things. So you're not you're also you don't want your whole world to be your spouse. That to me Yeah. Is- uh, that's another conversation. And you that's know that crazy. that's an that's an interesting thing to navigate. And I mean, I could talk about this for forever. That's an interesting thing to navigate because when we first met, I was so like I was so busy. I was so busy. I was traveling every week. Like I was seriously traveling every week. And I was um for the first like it was for the first like five months that we were dating. So like for a lot of our relationship. I was incredibly busy and I was just, I would, I would get so emotional. I would just like cry. I'd be like, I don't want to do this. I but it's important to see how he reacts. You know, if he says, mm. oh, just quit everything, stay home with me. Like, I don't think that's healthy. I honestly don't no. think that's healthy because I think that that can lead to an isolation of you, your friends, what's important to you, your work, everything, right? Idolizing, says, making that person your yeah. idol, making that person your guy. I have seen that yeah. in relationships. Mm-hmm. I've seen women 
quit everything, stop being mm-hmm. friends, and their spout, well, their boyfriend is their guy. Mm-hmm. And that's, you can't yeah. be there either. That's not a good spot to be. And so he, you know, every time I would say, because I, like, I, I'm fine admitting, I would just, I would, like, I would get it in my head. They're like, oh, I'm not going to this. Like, I can't do it. Like, I can't be away from him for this long, you know? Because it'd be like, it'd be like week-long trips. And he would, every time, he'd drive me to the airport and he'd be like, no, this is what you love to do. Like, this is what you're going to do. Like, I'm always going to be here. Like, you know, like, we want to get married to each other, but we need to both have individual goals as well. Yes. And uh, so that's been something that's been really hard for me. But I think it's, it's really important because if, like, the healthiest relationships that I see are when both the woman and the man are very, very motivated, not necessarily in the same thing. Like, obviously, you're going to have the same, like, big goals in life. But when you have your own hobbies, you have your own friends, you know, you have that because God meant for us to be in community. And that's whether or not you're in a marriage, you know, that's Mm -hmm. whether or not you're married. And when you start dating and get married and just isolate yourself that's when that's when people become unhappy because you're not meant to solely fulfill each other yeah well that's the relationship (laughs) advice segment um come back for more relationship advice from mal and sav um no but i'm really i'm so happy for you you seem so happy um you're glowing you just I'm I'm really happy for you and I know that thank you, you Mal. wanted to be married <laughs> and have kids and like this right. is I'm just I love that I love when I when my friends I know they wanted to be married and they have kids and that's just how it happens that's so beautiful and it's not like the thing is too I had a hard time admitting sorry I could talk about this for forever this is the last no, you're good I had a hard time admitting when I was single that I wanted to be married and have kids because I was so I was so like my life is great. Like, I don't know. I think about that a lot. You know, I, a lot of people just like go through their day. I found that it's great to be like intentional and think about like particular things in your life that you love. Like throughout my whole life, I've thought that. And so I'd always be like, man, like my life is really great. And I'd have a hard time admitting to people that, oh, but someday I want to be married and have kids. Like, it's just like any other goal in life, right? It's not mm-hmm. shameful to admit that. Right. But then also, you know, admit that it might take 10 years. Like, it's a natural human desire. Most women, I would say, probably want to be married and have kids. That doesn't mean that you, can be, that you can't be completely fulfilled where you are in life. So that's something that I'm just very passionate about. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Like, it is okay to want to be married. It is, I mm-hmm. want to be married. Like I said, I'm, exactly. I'm content where I am, but I do desire exactly. to be married and have children. Like, that is something that, you know, I, I've wanted my entire life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it should be okay to admit that. Um, because also I think when you don't admit that you want that, then you're also kind of like, that's the other side of the unhealthiness of it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you don't want it, then yes. I don't know. I just, and there were times, like, I was like you too. There were times, especially this past year, where I was like, eh, I don't know if I want it. But, like, no, I want it. Oh, you know I, I don't know if I want it, but, like, yeah. I was acting like I didn't want it. But, like, I want mm-hmm. it, obviously. But it's okay to, it's nothing wrong with wanting it. You just don't want to be mm-hmm. on the unhealthy side of, like, mm-hmm. making it an idol. That's another thing too, especially us Christian women, like, Sometimes we make marriage an idol. Most yeah. times we make marriage an idol, yeah. I'd argue. Yeah. Yeah. And one last quote that I thought of that I was going to share last time that you were talking 
uh, that I heard from one of my favorite authors, Karen Kingsbury. It's just the quote, run towards God and then look back and see who's running behind you. Ooh. And I love that because it, it it encompasses so many things. It's saying run towards God, right? With your life, honor God. But don't just do that. Don't just do that because then you're never going to see. Then you're never going to see when someone comes into your life, right? keep an eye out, like look and see who's following you, you know, look who's see, yeah. not necessarily who's following you, but who's following God as well, you know? And so I just love that quote, run towards God and then look back and see who's following behind you. Love that. Well, we have a lot of stories to get into. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that we got to catch up and I'm glad, I honestly think that like um, a lot of things that you said are super important, especially for the young girls who you know, desire to be married or like they're dating someone. I really think what you said was like, because, you know, people look up to married couples. And even though, you know, I, I do hate when, you know, a couple's been married for five minutes. Here is our new YouTube channel. Come join us. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's something to say, like what you were saying about dating. I do think new couple or new married couples have a lot to say about dating because you have to yes. get to the marriage spot. You have to start mm -hmm. dating. Anyway, that's, now I'm like saying more about the topic. Okay, let's. We can spend a whole podcast talking about this. Maybe a different time. <laughs> no, literally. Um, so let us start. Oh, first I have a couple more announcements. If you're going to the March for Life, January nineteenth, don't go by yourself. Join us. Uh, we are packing Embrace Grace boxes on February third. Um, if you live in the Charlotte area, we're going to be meeting at the U City U City Women's center i was about to call it shelter but it's a center um and we're gonna pack embrace grace boxes and these are like boxes that we're going to give to um the center and they're just like encouraging boxes for moms who have chosen life last thing you should join a patreon five dollars a month this month we are doing a fifty dollar giveaway to culture of life this top Ooh. i don't think it's available anymore but this top is from uh culture of life Love well, technically it's a dress, life. but I like to wear it as a top uh, with, like, leggings or tuck it in. I have these, like, really flary pants. Um, anyway, this is from Culture of Life 1972. We're doing a $50 giveaway. And so here are some of the things you get for the Patreon. When we have guests, um, they will have a Patreon question. So we'll ask a question, and you guys can tell. I'll tell you who the guests are, and you guys can tell me the question to ask them. Um, or I'll keep, come up with a question. Well, ask a question, that'll only be a Patreon exclusive. You'll also get early access to special events, and you're gonna get at least one new episode a month. This month, I'm explaining, like, getting into great detail about, like, why I'm pro-life, because this is Life Month on the podcast. Oh, yeah. About, like, why I'm pro-life and, like, the journey I got to, like, where I am today. I've talked about it before on other podcasts. I'm sure I've talked about it on this podcast, but, like, I feel like I've never um been this, like, um like I was very open. Like I've already recorded it. I, I shared some stuff that I hadn't shared before. So if you are nosy and want to know, um that is joining the Patreon for five dollars a month. Okay. Um that's that. So let's get to our main stories. So first thing, everybody's talking about ins and outs. I mean it's all over TikTok. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts. So I was like, you know what, we should do ins and outs. Like what do we predict is gonna be in this year? What do we think is out this year? Um, so we each have three ins and three outs. And then you guys let us know what you think is an in and an out for this year in the comments. And maybe I'll make that be the Spotify question. So Savannah, do you want to go? What's one thing you think will be in this year? 
Yeah, I love this trend actually because I don't know. It seems more simple to me than like whole New Year's resolutions. It's like this is something that like is gonna be like people are gonna like, you know, I don't know. But yeah. I think like I wrote down like basically like homemaking, like sourdough bread, like all, all that stuff that's kind of been like on the horizon of like people like, you know, kind of like a fad almost like coming back in. All this like um like off the grid stuff, not necessarily living off the grid, but like more homesteading stuff, but like, but like in an apartment setting or like in a city house setting, I think that that's going to be, I think that that's going to be way more in this year. That's interesting. I never, so I, you know, if you know me personally, I could never live in the country. I think chickens are gross. I need to be close to other people, but I've never thought about the homesteading in, in a city or an apartment. That is, I'm going to have to look into that. I've never, that's never crossed my mind. But I, you know, have, thought, like, I have wished that I could do all, like I could like grow vegetables, stuff like that, like in a place that wasn't the country. I've thought about that. Mm-hmm. I guess you can in a I city. think that, I, I know Alex Clark talked about it a while back, but I've seen a lot on like TikTok and stuff just of like young women who are like, young women and men who are like, kind of just like sick of the like you know hustle culture fast food all the time and they're like hey wait like we can learn how to do all this stuff as young people like in our place you know in our dorm in our apartment like it's not like you need this whole seven acres to do it Hmm. we can learn to do that where we are in life so okay i'll have to look into that that doesn't come on my algorithm on tiktok (laughs) but maybe like it's probably also just be i mean just because depending on people's algorithms but i've yeah i've seen a lot of like uh and we'll see we'll see these are all predictions right but i've seen a lot of like people like you know trying certain things like trying to make yogurt trying to make sourdough and it's all doable you know in like anywhere like literally anywhere so we'll see we'll see (laughs) okay so kind of sort of um adding to what you said i wrote down pink and then in um parenthesis yeah parenthesis no yeah parenthesis the mm-hmm. i yeah. wrote elegance and softness so yeah I mean, it's just yes. like i think this year so like last year i uh, was really like barbie pink and i think a lot of girls mm-hmm. and i've this i've seen on tiktok a lot of girls like oh i didn't really like pink growing up because i felt like i couldn't because i wanted to be like the boys Personally, I've never experienced that, but I'm sure that is something that people have gone through. And I think now people are, a lot of girls want to be more like pink and soft and like Mm -hmm. elegant. And I mean, Jessica and Selkie are becoming way more mainstream, Mm -hmm. um, these type of things. So I think this is going to be like, specifically for girls, it's going to be more of a a pink elegance year, like a soft pink type of thing. That's what I'm predicting. I love it. I love it. Um... Wait, I had, oh, I think, and I, I think that, um, this also could just be because of my algorithm, but I think that like mocktails are in, you know, and alcohol is kind of totally, and I think this has been going on for a while, but I think that alcohol is just like at this point, so out like it, and not just alcohol, but like going out to like raunchy places. Like, it's just, it's so like classiness in general is just so much more in. So one of my outs is excessive drinking. I yeah. really think that like, um, so I guess I'll talk about that for a second. I really think that excessive drinking is out. Like 
Um, I've been to, so, and I agree kind of like what you're like raunchy places, for example, like, um, I went to a bunch of like Christmas bars over Mm -hmm. the break, uh, over the break, over back in around Christmas time. And all of them were so cute and Christmassy. It was like a different Mm -hmm. vibe than like, Mm -hmm. you know, other places I've been to, like when I was in college, it was just so cute and classy. And like, there was like all these like, um, different lights and like the music was fun. And like, you could kind of Mm -hmm. move around a little bit Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a, I don't know, like in college, you go places and you I, it was just like a, it's a different type of like pressure yeah I guess you could say like yeah and it was packed I mean it was like I one of the nights my friends and I waited for like 45 minutes to get in wow it was packed but it was, it's so cute and like it was just great and I think um I agree like excessive drinking is out like there's a lot of places now that have like non-alcoholic beer if you're into oh, yeah. that oh yeah or you can get like non-alcoholic drinks. Like it's becoming more popular. And I've even seen a, a lot of recipes on um, TikTok and reels. I've also seen there's like non-alcoholic bars now. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you just want to go to like a fun bar that doesn't sell alcohol, I've been seeing that. So I think I agree. Like I think this year, um, all that stuff is out and just like mocktails and music that are in. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And then um, last one, I have like a lot. Um, and okay this one I don't I don't really know and I don't know if I'm gonna explain it well but I think that like okay so like travel but not necessarily just travel traveling um traveling kind of like inexpensively and regardless of your state in life I think that like for years it's been this sort of like oh like how are all these you know, how are all these people traveling so much? Like, how are all these young people traveling so much? It's been kind of, like, looked down upon, especially by, like, the older generation. I think now, I don't know. I think now it's going to be a little bit more, like, you can travel regardless of your state in life. Like, you just got to kind of keep it simple. I, I I see that coming. I don't know about you. Yeah. Like, it's not just a luxury anymore. It's, exactly. It's, it's not just. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Hmm. Um, one of my ends, um, I have being hydrated. Now, part of that is because of the Stanley craze. I really think mm-hmm, this year, mm-hmm. everyone is going to be care Like before, you know, the stereotype, oh girl, emotional, uh, water bottle, support water bottle, whatever. I think that's like really a thing now. Like I, I think that yes, this year, I agree. everyone is really going to be hydrated, which is good. And it's going to help your hair, your skin, your nails, your, um, yeah your weight it, it'll be it's good for you to say hydrated yeah. um and then my other end no, it's good yeah I, li- I like that one and my other end is bows I don't wear oh bows, yeah we all know that but <laughs> I've seen so many people wear bows so and it much. looks so cute so I really I think bows are really it. gonna be I love in. it um maybe I might one day but like I've seen it and it looks really like on most people I see them on is so cute I love that one. Okay, and what are your outs? Okay, so one of my outs is, um, I just think skimpy clothing in general is kind of out. I think that people are, you know, people are like, how, like, I don't know who, whose Instagram I was looking at, but it was, you know, it's just like, it's like, how naked can you get? Like, we've gotten to a point in our society where it's like, you really can't get any more naked. So like, yeah. You know, it, it's, I think that, like, not necessarily that we're going to go completely the opposite way where we're, like, all wearing bags, but I think that a little bit more, 
a little bit more modesty is in is going to be in this year. Oh, that's a good one. I think so too. I think people are kind of um over like club wear as like yeah. everyday wear. Yeah, I think people are really over that. Um, so this one is a I think might be a hot take. Um, but let me know what you think. I have what's going to be out this year, even though it's an election year, is a hyper fixation on politics. Mm. I think a lot of um I people think I could agree with couple, you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people the, the last couple of years have like made politics almost like um i think my brother was telling me about a book he read where people have he just the author described it as like politics have become like a sport so like we're so mm-hmm. team so oh, for sure team, for sure for sure yeah. yeah and the football team in uh, north carolina is panthers so it's like i'm panthers nothing the pa- i mean the panthers lose mm-hmm. game I, I think they're like yeah uh zero and 15 so like yeah but, you know my family no matter what you, we're panthers fans so people have mm-hmm. turned that, like, have left sports and turned to politics. And I think people are getting tired of that. And even though it's an election year, I think we're going to see a huge drop in, like, hyperfixation. I do think people are still mm-hmm. going to vote. I do mm-hmm. think people still are going to want to consume political content. But I don't think they're going to be fixated on it like they were before. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, I have some friends. Um, I have some a good chunk of my friends here in Charlotte are like over the whole thing like they just don't even want to talk about politics um and i wouldn't say they were super into it before but it's definitely like to a different level now and i really think that like we're going to move from like this hyper fixation in politics i don't know what to probably just to like i don't know healthy living i don't know no i I agree with you i agree with you because i mean i like politics and i i i do think i I th- do think of it kind of as like my sport, you know, in quotes. But I think that, yeah, it's just like it's it's been stupid from the beginning to say that like one party is always great, and I think right. that people are realizing that, you know. So I I would agree with you. I think yeah, I think it's it's still important, like it's still incredibly important. But I do think the hyperfixation is yeah, and one thing that goes with that that I had that definitely goes with that as an out is like, like mass media, right? Like trusting Fox, mm. trusting like all those, I, I, it's already out. Like it's already out, but I think it's just even more out and people just have, people are just going to continue to have these commentators that they really like. And that's who they trust. I just think that like people do not have any trust for mass media on either side. It's not just liberal media. It's conservative media as well. I don't think that yeah. people have trust for them. Yeah, no, for real. And I think people are just going to, which is a good thing. And I think it can sometimes be a bad thing in the sense of Yeah, I I don't, exactly. I I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing because it's like, also you're like trusting these random people, but. Yeah. And then I'm kind of there too. I haven't watched um, like mainstream media in a long time. I will say I do watch uh, um world news and inside edition oh. that's just me you know being an old person but like i don't watch anything else really that's like mainstream because it's kind of i'd rather watch my commentators which i do admit like i do so this past year i did try to add a variety so sometimes i'll watch um mm. what's that man's name he's could not be further from the right but i'll watch just to hear his perspective on something oh send me that because i've been looking for actually like uh, the other side to like follow because 
in regards to political commentators, I just don't really know where to start. So send me yeah. whoever, send me whoever you have. Okay, I, will. I think it that's it's always good to have to have both sides in anything. So yeah, and and with political commentators, it's like they're very niche. Like they tend to be very niche and very, um, very focused on you know one candidate or one particular agenda. So yeah, yeah. So I I had to balance it out because. I was like starting to say stuff and act a certain way. I was like, wait a second, this isn't, I, you know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, love, I'll just, I, I won't say anybody's name, but there are certain people like love them and I'm sure they have good intentions, but everybody has an agenda. No matter right. how great right. a political commentator is, they have an agenda and they might not share things. It's just a myriad of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and then my other out um, is, I think, like, Botox, lip fillers, blue jobs, all that stuff. Like that started last year. I think this year we're going to see a huge Mm -hmm. influx of people, especially getting their breast implants out. I remember seeing Mm -hmm. like big celebrities last year. And I think they're going to keep, we're going to see even more of them get their implants out. I think Botox and lip filler, especially because I think the world is going to, is trying to be a little bit healthier in general. Mm-hmm. They're realizing like that all that stuff is just not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're people are going to be dissolving it. I really think that stuff is going to be out this year. Yeah. No, I so agree with you. Um, yeah. And my last out was kind of um. Wait, I have to think of how to say this because it's an out. So my out would be underdressing, like like sweat sweatsuits all the time. Yeah, I think I the sweatsuits. Well, I think sweatsuits were really, really in like two years ago, like the matching sweatsuits and like all that stuff. And I mean, I'm not a great example. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants (laughs) right now. But I think that for the majority, you know, more of like a more of an an, not necessarily elegance, but more of like European style dressing. You know, I, I keep seeing all these like images like going viral of like the 19 somethings like how they dress in the streets of new york compared to today where it's like all these people in bras basically i think that that's gonna start at least you know we're gonna start seeing less of the just kind of uh like just always casual dressing you know i hope so i i have never (laughs) been you see and you're a good example of the in of the the dressing nice I feel like I feel like you normally like even when we're doing this podcast like you're wearing like a an outfit like that's like that's something that I aspire to and I think it's because I kind of got on the trend of like sweatsuits you know like yeah <laughs> like two years and it was like COVID and then a little bit after COVID my mom's also a great example of that she always was like you don't leave the house if you look like you're in your pajamas. Like, your pajamas are for the house, you know? Like, why are we wearing pajamas out on the street? Like, so. Yeah, no, and I will say that's how I was raised. Like, even, I remember one time uh, in high school, we had a pajama day. My mom would not let me wear pajamas, so I had to wear, like, sweatpants. <laughs> everybody else that's was in, like, these cool pajamas. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, in my sweatpants because she was, like, you don't leave the house. She was, like, I don't that care. That is funny. If that's what everybody's doing, you don't. And that's how I am. I mean, there's been, like, one or two times. Like, it's a lazy uh, Sunday. I have a friend that lives, like, five minutes away. It's a lazy Saturday or something. I might go to her house in sweatpants mm-hmm. if it's just oh, yeah. us. But, like, if she's, like, oh, we're going to have other people over, even if I'm not even feeling it, I'll throw on some jeans. I'll mm-hmm. throw on something mm-hmm. just because, like, I really do think I like well, I also like dressing up, and I do think when you dress up, it kind of, like, your outfit shifts a little bit, like, even people's perspe- 
perception of you, but also your perception of you. Oh, 100%. I fully believe that. And I know people, I've said this before, I know people are like, well, blah, 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 blah. Well, no. Like, this is the truth. Like, when you are wearing, I'll know for myself, when I'm wearing something, like, when I go out, and I'm wearing something that's, like, a little bit lower cut than I normally wear, mm-hmm. or, like, you know, I'm, that's kind of the only thing. Like, I don't wear short skirts, because I just don't look good at them. But anyway, mm-hmm. my point is, like, when I'm dressing, going out, I, like, I notice, like, my attitude changes a little. Yes. And yeah. I think it's, that's just, like, a human instinct, so I think it's really... It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. It totally is. Just try, and I feel like I do this all the time, and I always, like, am perceptive to, like, what happens, but, like, just try going to the into a gas station on a road trip when you're like wearing you know wearing a sweatsuit or wearing pajamas and look all put together and then try going into a gas station after an event when you're in a nice dress you have your makeup your hair done you're treated completely differently you're treated 100%. completely differently people look you in the eye people you know open say the hi door. To you. people open the door to you it's just a completely different story they don't you know people act like you don't exist when you're just dressed like a I don't even know, homeless person, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so those are ins and outs. Let us know, you guys, like, if you agree, yeah. if your ins and outs are similar, what did we miss? What's something that, or if you're like, oh, no, people love Botox. There's probably another six years of that. Let us know. Okay, so we are already 40 minutes in, and we have, like, three more stories. So <laughs> let's kind of, like, zoom, but not really zoom through these. Um, Sounds good. The next thing, so there. So next two stories for sure, something that like everyone's talking about. The first one is the Epstein, um, cl- not client list. It is the court documents. So right. really, um, what I wanted to say about this was um, like I'll link some articles or like people who are doing really good uh, coverage of it. There's not really much I can say that's going to be different because I haven't looked at all 943 pages. Um, but there are people who have, so I think it'll be good to hear mm-hmm. their input. But I did want to kind of talk about some of the notable names. Also, I want to say, like, because I was talking to my friend about this, an important distinction is, like, this isn't the client list. This is just the names from the court document, tra- this is court document transcripts. Mm-hmm. So I, there's mm-hmm. people who, you know, you see some of the, that's why, like, you have to kind of do your own research. You see some mm-hmm. of the lists, and they'll be like, these are the people named. So then we're thinking it's a client. I thought it was a client list. So I'm like looking at these. Like, I did oh, too, my. actually. Yeah. No, it's just court documents. Huh. So in, in the court documents, they might bring up, for example, they brought up Kate Blanchett and Leonardo DiCaprio. So if you mm-hmm. look at all those people talking about it, they're in there. Well, the court, uh, the court asks um, the Jane Doe uh, about them. And she's like, oh, he would say their names, but they've never, I've never saw them on the island. Hmm. I never saw them. So, like, they're technically right. not, like, we don't have any proof that they did anything, because she didn't, the girl that so didn't confusing. see them. so confusing, yeah. But, when we're looking at the list, we're seeing all these names. So, I do think that's an important distinction. Um, mm, that's not, very I mean, important, because it's, I mean, it just shows fake news, you know? Some yep. people probably are, you know, some people are just resharing this, but some people don't know. Like, I didn't know. The the like, whole thing is just kind of over my head, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, and even Trump was on the list, but they asked if Trump was on the island. She asked, I think they, he's mentioned twice. Yeah. And uh, they asked if Trump was on the island, and she said no. So it's yeah, like there's I people, did hear that, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that's just something also, too, to keep in mind, that, like, just because someone's name was in the transcripts doesn't mean that um 
they even knew what was going on. Now, yeah, one of the names right. that I'll tell you the name that shocked me was Naomi Campbell. She is the first. She was the first black supermodel. Um, beautiful woman. She does look like she's um not a nice lady. I will say that she looks like she's always angry and mean. I don't know her. I'm just telling you by her look. <laughs> she was mentioned 21 times. Now, oh, wow. I haven't seen all of the times she was mentioned, but it's also kind of like okay, if you or I'm sorry, she wasn't mentioned 21 times. She went there 21 times, and it's like okay, if you go once with your family, I can see you. Oh, I had no idea. Like uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., he said that his family, like him, his wife, and his kids took his private plane, Epstein's plane before. I can see him being like, oh, I had no idea. That's possible. Right. But if you are visiting this man's island 21 times, I don't know. Like, that's... Yeah. That's Kinda not sus. Um, And then another person, which was crazy, did not expect this, Stephen Hawking's. For those that do not huh. know, Stephen Hawking is, he was the smartest man in the world. Um, yeah. Atheist who hated God, so yikes on that. Um, <laughs> unless he, you know, made some life changes before he passed away. He um, was mentioned. Now, I might laugh at what I'm about to read because I'm uncomfortable, but it's not funny. It's not funny. Oh, Mal. <laughs> but I might giggle. Okay. So just a heads up. In the court documents, the question was, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Stephen Hawkins' proclivities? The answer, yes. He liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a high-top chalkboard. It's not funny, but I will admit, the first time I read that, I said, this can't be real. I looked, and that is in the documents. He would watch on the island it just sounds like equations it just all sounds like it it all sounds like it can be real it sounds like a movie it It literally sounds sounds like yeah like a movie yeah like a fan fiction like movie i don't know (laughs) and another thing about stephen hawking just a side note um he cheated on his wife with his nurse which is crazy but you know the other two Last thing I want to say, the other two people who have mentioned the most are Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew, which we all kind of knew. Yeah. We were expecting that. Um, So, yeah. So, these documents are out. I'll leave articles um, and people who are going over it for a more in-depth, like, explanation of it. And I think, once again, I just want to remind everybody, like, just because they're in, they're mentioned it's just the court document. Yeah, that's which is an kind important of distinction. It, Say it's that again? Hard, yeah, that's an important distinction. Yeah, it's just I feel like whenever you know, whenever something like this happens, it's we don't. You have to do so much digging to know the actual truth, you know, because there's yes. so many people putting things out about. It. There's so many news networks, you know. There's there's just so much, and that that's another thing that I say. People don't trust mass media, but it's like like Mal has done the research herself, you know, and found who she thinks is credible and that's what you gotta do so yeah and even with um last thing i'll say on this i don't know if you saw at the beginning of the week uh aaron Rodgers said that jimmy kimmel was gonna be on the list jimmy kimmel or in the even in the documents jimmy kimmel wasn't even mentioned mm. in the documents and it's like you can't just so you know i i was expecting i was like oh wow Aaron, 
Well, first of all, I was like, how would Aaron Rodgers know? That was my first. But then I was like, maybe, no. Like, why would you say? Because my next thing was like, but why would you say something so crazy? That's a huge yeah. accusation. Right, right, so right. So why would you say that? So then I was like, oh, he's going to be on there. I, you know, I looked at the search and tried to see. And I found some articles, like multiple articles supporting. He is not in the documents. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to do your own research before you start making decisions and opinions on this yeah. um, altogether. Yeah, these were the individuals that participated were depraved individuals, and may God have mercy oh, on their yeah. souls. I hope they repented. If not, it's sickening. You know, I, I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> if not, all right. So the next topic, something that everyone in the grandmother's been talking about, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. She is free from prison, and now she's everywhere. This is um. So the first she's literally everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see pictures of her and things about her. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> literally. Honestly, like it's overexposure, and I'm gonna explain in a second. Yeah. So the name on everybody's lips is gonna be Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose Blanchard 32 pled guilty to second degree murder in 2016 after conspiring with her then boyfriend Nick Godjohn to kill her mother, who <clears throat> who allegedly suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Mm-hmm. Those with a condition who make children sick by creating fake symptoms. The case has been well documented in the media and both fictional retaliated in several documentaries. So if you don't know the story, long story short, Gypsy's mother for years, I mean, the majority of her life, pretended she was sick, had her in a wheelchair, doing all these things, taking money. Uh, there's documentaries about it everywhere. There's a Hulu show about it. Um, it's, you know, she did all this stuff. And then eventually Gypsy got some time, or she uh, was able to get a computer. She met a guy, or I want to say it was like Christian Mingle or something. Yeah, it was some dating. It was a Christian one. It was, was a like, Christian what? one? I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it was, was a Christian, Christian one. Interesting. Um, they met, they conspired to uh, kill her mother, and they killed her mother, and then they got caught. She was in jail. He's in jail for life, because he's the one who actually did it. And she got out... Um, I believe on good behavior. So everybody's talking about her. What? Actually, can I go first with my thoughts? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So my thoughts. Oh, okay. She's out. You know what? Hopefully she gets the help that she needs. Mm-hmm. Everyone else on the internet's thoughts. Oh my goodness. Like, let's Gypsy Rose. I saw like, there was a hashtag tipsy for Gypsy. Oh, this is so great. Oh my God. I love this. She's going to be an influencer. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. She didn't murder her mother. Yeah. Which I do think there's mitigating factors. So I don't think she's like this evil, cold blooded woman. I definitely don't think that. But taking a life is still like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she definitely needs to get help. She's never really had a normal life. Does she have friends? Like, does she she is married? She came out with a husband. She Yeah, came out I know, I saw that. <laughs> Um, and she's oversharing about their uh, sexual exploits, oversharing. Um, and it's just, a, it's weird to me that these people are like so into her. Like TikTok. Yeah. Like it's before the, like, uh, so she got out, I think the 30th, the 31st on TikTok. I had to get off because I'm like, okay, you guys are, this is too much. Like, yeah. Why are you guys doing all this? Um, I think it's a little weird and I, I love true crime. Like I am a, but I like ethical true crime. So like I am a true crime, mm-hmm. ethical content consumer. So it's not that I don't like true crime. It's just like, this is a real person. 
Right. But on the other hand, she is right. kind of, she created her an Instagram immediately. She created yeah. a TikTok. She's commenting on things. So it's like, she's almost exploiting herself. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's weird. I don't want to see it. I'm not really interested in following her unless something big happens. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I think it's, um, it's just like telling of our society that we're like True. idolizing a murderer. Like, why are we like, there's a difference between, there's a difference between loving true crime, right? A bunch of different, you know, crime stories, right? There's a difference between listening to podcasts about that and wanting someone who killed her mother to be an influencer. Like, what do we want these? What is an influencer? An influencer is supposed to influence the way you live your life, right? You're supposed to admire them for something. What do we admire Gypsy Rose for, right? What do we admire her for? Yes, she, you know, had good behavior in jail, okay? Like, is that the lowest standard that we have? I think it's just, it's a huge, so much over curiosity, over fascination with people who did heinous things, you know? That's, it's terrible. I'm sorry. Like, her childhood, I can't imagine how terrible that is, but that never justifies murdering someone, you know? It's just, I didn't even know. I didn't know much about her, and I started seeing all these people saying, like, Gypsy Rose's get out of jail day, right? It's like, it's like in a couple days, and I was like, okay, what? And then I was like, and then why are we, like, okay, great, she got out of jail. Like, that's wonderful. Like, she survived jail, you know? That's awesome, but we don't need to be, I mean, first of all, we know how how people who rise to fame very quickly, it often becomes incredibly toxic for them. And it's just, it's just not, not great in general. Like there's never been someone that I know of who like rose to fame super quickly from something crazy they did. And they've like, you know, it's been good for them. Like it's bad for their mental health. It's bad for our mental health. It's just a recipe for disaster in my opinion. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't find any reason to follow her, really. Yeah, that's such a good point. People, you're right. When people uh, rise to fame so quickly, it's almost never good. And, you know, one thing that I have seen and I've learned, the and I think John Mulaney said this in one of his specials, like, likability is a prison. So, like, the higher Hmm. you go up, the further you can fall down. I mean, she says... You know, someone finds her tweets and like all of her fame and her old tweets, all of her mm-hmm. fame and fortune is gone. So I, I just yeah. don't think we should be. I think like she wants to be an advocate and she um for people who have much. I think that's such a good idea because I'm yes. also thinking like what else can she do to make money? I think she could be an advocate. She could write a book. She could do a movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good thing. But like, well, this- also like you just got out of jail. Like maybe get right. some mental help first. Right. Like you know maybe spend a year getting some mental help, like minimum, right? And then you know you know take take steps. Don't immediately. Like, and it's like, we're not, society's not helping, right? She she no. creates an Instagram, she creates all this stuff. People immediately follow her and idolize her. That doesn't help her. Every human has a natural tendency to pride, right? She's like, oh my gosh, I'm this famous person now. It's just, uh, uh, it's just, it shows, it. it's telling of our society that this is who we are, want as an influencer, you yeah. know? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not looking good. Um, so you guys let us know. Do you think that Gypsy being an influencer is no big deal? You think it's like, oh yeah, fun. I think it's funny. Or are you like, no, this feels a little dangerous. 
Because, I mean, and another thing I just thought of, there's influencers who get people coming to their house. Like, are people acting like that toward her? Have they found her address? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, it can be kind of dangerous mm-hmm. to be a very popular and famous influencer. Yes. I just don't yes. see this as a good... It just doesn't... I don't see the good in this, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I mean... I would agree with you. Yeah. So... Yeah. We technically have two more stories, but we're almost at an hour. So I think we can talk about the last one. Um... And then call it a day. Sounds we good don't to me. Talk too much about it. it's more of just like notifying you guys, and then maybe we can even come up with ideas of like what we can do to counteract this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually from WhiteHouse.gov. The vice president will kick off her nationwide tour to fight against extremist attacks with an event in Winston, um, in Wisconsin, on January twenty second, the fifty first anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Vice President Kamala Harris will embark on a nationwide reproductive freedoms tour to continue fighting against extreme attacks throughout America. She will hit the road to states across the country in early 2024 as she holds a series of events that bring together thousands of people to fight for the freedom of every American to make decisions with their own body. The tour will kick off in Wisconsin. Uh, Quote, extremists across our country continue to wage a full-on attack against hard-won, hard-fought free, hard fought freedoms as they push their radical policies i will continue to fight for our fundamental freedoms uh end quote during the vice president's reproductive freedom tour she will host events that highlight the harm caused by these abortion bans while sharing stories of those who have been impacted vice president harris will also hold extremists accountable for proposing a national abortion ban call on congress to restore the protections of roe and outline steps the administration is taking to protect access to health care Additionally, she will urge attendees to use her voice and stay engaged in the fight for fundamental freedoms. So, can I, can I go first, real quick? Yeah. So, here's my one thought when I first read this She is scared of us. She is scared of the pro left generation. Think about this. She's starting in Wisconsin. Why is she starting in Wisconsin? January 22nd, that's the weekend of the March for Life. That's when they typically have. Um, the women's march that we like the it's normally like the 20th, 21st, or 22nd, somewhere around there in DC. I haven't heard, I have looked and tried to figure out information about where the women's march is. I think this is the substitute. Why the heck is she going to Wisconsin for this? It's because Very good point. everyone's in DC at the March for Life. Tens of, if not hundreds of thousands of pro lifers are in DC and they cannot handle us anymore. They have lot, like, this is a win. I'm sorry. Okay, go on your freedom tour, whatever. I think we need to be there to combat it, right, when we can be. Obviously, we're not going to be in Wisconsin because this is when we're, like, in D.C. for the March for Life, a lot of us. But she's so scared of us. They're all so scared of us. Like, it's just every email that I get from the Women's March confirms it more and more. They're so, like, they're so afraid to announce. I'm, I'm surprised that they announced that they were doing it in Wisconsin. Uh which is great. They're so afraid to announce where they're doing the events, when they're doing the events. I'm like, come on. We announced that we're doing a March for Life in D.C. every year, same day. Like, you guys come and protest. There's less protesters every year. Pro-Life movement is doing amazing right now. Obviously, we have losses, but honestly, the people know that it has gone too far. I really think the people know that whether or not they think some abortion access is necessary, they know that the administration wants it to go too far. You know, they know that. So 
it was just, I think that we should feel a little sense of victory here. Obviously, the fight is not over, but if Kamala really was, if she was really confident in what she was going to say, she'd do it in D.C. She knows that's where everyone's going to be. That's where all the focus, the focus is going to be that weekend. Do it in D.C. Why are you going to Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere to do it? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's such a good point. I didn't, that was not my initial thought, but that's such a good point. They should be doing this in DC and how powerful for them would it have been to do it the same weekend as the March for well, Life? That's why she's doing it. I'm pretty sure it's because it's the anniversary of Roe. Like yeah. that's why she's doing it that weekend. But why are you going to Wisconsin? It's just, right. it doesn't make sense. Right. I also think, um, I agree with what you said too. We should be countering it. So whenever you see that it's in your town, I think getting a group of people. Oh, for sure. Life does stuff. 100%. Live action does stuff. Um, yeah. You're, you're right to life group will probably do stuff is countering it. Cause I do think, um, one thing, you know, we say this all the time. We got to continue to tell our stories. I think live mm-hmm. action, once again, does a really good job of telling stories because she's going to be telling stories. I think we should just try oh, yeah. to. Uh, especially when it's going to be in your town. I think that's when you, your pregnancy center should be up and running and ready. Like we should be ready for this because <laughs> the fact of the matter is like, it's going to be, it's just the same people who agree with her, who love her are going to be there, mm-hmm. but there will be people who have not heard her side. So we need to make sure that we're saying what we believe as well. And we need to yeah. make sure that we're speaking truths and it, with grace and in love. But I do think the people that are going to be into this type of stuff are people who are already hurting. So we need to be speaking yeah. the truth no matter what and grace and in love. Um, so mm-hmm. I just, I guess kind of want to just notify you guys, look out for where it is. When we find out where places are, I'll definitely share them on the, um, on the, those are the girls podcast page, um, on Instagram and everything. And if you're typically, I do stuff in North and South Carolina. So if, when, if, and when she comes to North and South Carolina, I will let everyone know. And hopefully I'll be at the events too. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully she'll do it on the weekend. Sometimes they do stuff in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. And it's like, hello, we have jobs. Like, why are you doing that? I just, that? you know, they, and we see it every year more and more at the Women's March. Yeah. They're afraid. They're, they're afraid to talk to us. They have their spokespeople who are the only people who can talk to us. And then they send out email about how, emails about how important communication is. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you're the same people who are telling me that, oh, I can't, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about it. I'm here to support women. I'm like, no, explain to me, explain to me exactly what you're supporting right? It's, we have clear messaging. We have, we have clear beliefs. We're backed by science guys. We're, there's no movement that I'm more confident to be a part of than the pro-life movement. Amen. And we just need to, we just need to show up and like, literally that's all you need to do is show up. And I would definitely be there in Florida. We'll probably travel for some of them. You know, it's just hard when, when they don't really, I mean, this Wisconsin one's most communicated. I hope that the rest of them will be communicated where they are, you know, because sometimes they do it in secret. That's such a good point too. Um, They do, and they do a lot of things in secret. I think, like you said, because they are scared of us. And I do think like, because we have everything is on our side, uh, philosophy, uh, the Bible, um, science, all that stuff is on our side. I think we have the most, um, we have the best messaging. We just have to mm-hmm. get it out. That is our biggest problem is we have yes. to get it out. I'll never forget. Agreed. Um, one of my friends, he, uh, this is maybe like two or three years ago. He pro-life has pretty much his whole life. 
he said he had never even heard of pregnancy centers so he started following me on instagram and i was like that is not wow and that's it's terrible it's so sad because they have the mass media on their side yeah we do a lot with what we can but we just need to do more like, yeah, we have to. Every single person needs to do more because every single person has a different audience. It doesn't matter how yes. big or small your audience is. Every yes. single person has a bit of a different demographic and a different audience. A hundred percent. The people that I reach might, I'm trying, um, might not reach, uh, Allie Stuckey might not be able to reach mm-hmm. them. The people that, yeah. um, uh, Christina Bennett reaches are going to be different right. than other, than, mm-hmm. um, Kristen Hawkins like there's mm-hmm. just a different we all are going to be reaching different types of people and as long as we're all you know speaking the truth we're we're getting the information out that is how we're going to change the culture mm-hmm. and we can um while we're changing the culture we're also you know changing um laws and stuff like that but when we change the culture that's when we're going to see the biggest shift and we're going to see less babies being murdered if we can change that culture so yeah you guys that was so true that was more of just like an update and this is the show i hope you enjoyed it we talked about a variety of things um a lot about relationships but i mean that's the topic of everybody's mind we all i don't know and we're girls like that's just what we talk about um and we also talked about uh gypsy rose let us know what's your thoughts on that uh let us know your ins and outs and then if there's something that you found interesting um about the epstein list let me know like i said naomi campbell being on there was shocking mm-hmm. to me and stephen hawkins honestly was shocking a little snippet you know that was different was not expecting that at all um so yeah if you enjoyed the show make oh savannah how can people um follow you you also have a podcast they Talk can follow me. Quick. So my podcast has been on a bit of a hiatus since like October because of everything, but it's coming back in the new year. So it's called Classy Chicks Podcast. Uh, feel free to call in, message <laughs> us on Instagram. It's just Classy Chicks Podcast on Instagram. Uh, or it's Classy Chicks Pod on Instagram. And then my personal social media is at sav.speakslife. Feel free to message me, contact me through there. Um, yeah. Love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So make sure you guys follow and make sure you subscribe to her podcast and also go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, please, please, please. We're back to like having a majority male audience. I don't understand how that happened. We're back to having a majority male audience on the, on YouTube. Please women just like follow and like watch. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Leave five star review. I would really, really appreciate that. It helps with the algorithm too. If you leave a five star review, it'll help more other girls join our movement and like people will find the podcast. I'm trying to think of anything else. I think that's it. So have a great day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye. Bye.